0: You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, The Cherry Tree. I was reading the story of George Washington and the cherry tree to my daughter just the other day, and I was thinking about how important that story was to me growing up. My mom used to read me that story all the time. It's a great moral fable, a dilemma that a young person faces. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a cherry tree. I've heard apple tree, different variations of fruit trees, but it doesn't matter. The story's the same. Here's a spoiler. If you don't know, George Washington, our future president, is living on a farm with his mom and his dad, and he's got this axe that he's supposed to be using for chores and cutting down wood for fire and things like that. But his dad says, go ahead and do your chores outside. Cut down what you need to cut down. But, he says, do not cut down these cherry trees that I planted. Really important to me. Don't mess with them. George says, yeah, yeah, sure. He goes and he does his chores, finishes them. He starts getting bored. And he starts looking at his axe and he loves swinging his axe. And so he loses his mind and he cuts down one of the cherry trees. Total lapse in judgment. Feels terrible about it. Runs back home. And then dad comes home and George Washington, our future president, stands there and his father comes in and says, who cut down my cherry tree? Was it you? Was it you, George, that cut down my cherry tree? And he's looking up at his dad and he's got a choice to make. Does he lie or does he tell the truth? Nobody knows the historical accuracy of this. Probably not true at all, but it doesn't matter because the moral fable is true. And it reminds me of when I was a kid, Growing up at this cul-de-sac, not too far from where I am right now, and it was a great neighborhood, great suburban neighborhood, tons of kids, we would just play all day. Our moms would kick us out of the house at like 8.30 in the morning, we wouldn't come home till sundown. It was like the sandlot, causing suburban havoc, all of the boys just running around, and we would play, not baseball, we would play kickball, because our cul-de-sac had these sewer grates, first, second, third base, home that made a perfect diamond and we would play all day. There's this one time I remember all the boys were standing around and we saw one of our neighbor's house. Um, This was an old couple, they had moved out. Didn't really know them, they were really quiet, but a new family moved in. We found out their names were the Morgans and they had two boys, but we didn't know these people and we were really skeptical. I was like an 87 year old man who was nervous about change when this new person moved into the neighborhood. And we were really suspicious of them and, and didn't really welcome these kids into our group. And I had some other stuff going on as well at home. I know my, I know now my parents were going through a divorce, but there was some really bad energy in my house and I felt it. I was really confused. and didn't feel like myself. So one day when one of my friends said, we should go over to the Morgan's house and we should throw apples and rocks in their lawn just destroy their backyard. I did something I never usually did, I followed. And I followed my friends, and we went to the backyard and we start just pelting their lawn with rocks and apples and, and just making it look like a disaster. And then we would get scared after throwing a bunch of them then we'd run around the block again and we'd come back and we'd throw more. We did this for an hour until the backyard was covered and there was this apple tree that was outside of their property line that was just sitting there and there was hundreds of apples we had endless ammunition and after we got tired of doing that one of my friends said you know why don't we take some of these rocks and throw it at their pool they were one of the only families that had a pool in their backyard it wasn't in ground it was above ground but it was really nice and they had just built it and we were kind of jealous because we saw the two boys swimming in it all the time and they never invited us over So we should just destroy it, we thought. And I couldn't believe it. I found myself grabbing a rock, reaching back and being the first one to throw a rock against the pool. The lining of the pool kept getting dented and pelted and pretty pretty soon we broke holes in it because we were throwing it so hard. We did this for the rest of the afternoon. And when I ran around the block back to my house, a police cruiser pulls up and i knew the i knew the police officer she was she was a neighborhood cop and she pulled pulled over and she told me to get in the back seat and i was like oh she knows and she did and i thought i was going to prison for the rest of my life she drove me home and i had to face something worse i had to face my mother when i got home i could just see the look in my mom's eyes she was so disappointed in me i'll never forget it and besides being grounded, probably till I was, you know, 37 years old, she told me, my mother, she said, you're going to go over to the Morgans. You're going to go to their front door and you are going to tell them what you did. You are going to admit to what you did and you're going to offer your services to help make it right. And nobody wants to do that. It's terrifying. I didn't want to do it, even though I knew what I did was wrong, even though I told my mom I I did it, even though I told the cop I did it, having to go and face the person that you wronged is so hard. I don't know what was going through my mind, but I walked over there and I knocked on the door and Mrs. Morgan opened and, and she's, I'm looking up at her and she knows why I'm there. And I said, Mrs. Morgan, my name's Aaron. My voice started trembling. And I said, I was the one who threw rocks at your pool. I was the one who threw apples in your backyard. I was the one who destroyed everything, me and me alone. And she looked at me with like a half smile. And she told me she was really disappointed in me. And she gave me a list of chores that I needed to do to make it right. And I walked home and it was a long walk. And I was thinking about all the times my mom had read me story of George Washington and the cherry tree. And I thought, would I have, would I have told the truth if I didn't read that story? Like, was it in me to do that regardless? Because I remember standing there in front of Mrs. Morgan and I almost had a flashback and remembering the choice he had to make. And I, I didn't want to be on the other side of that. And not only did I not want to be on the other side of that, that other side never felt right. It never felt worth risking to be on that other side of the truth. Maybe that's why I read it to my daughter all the time, because I know one day she'll have her George Washington moment. And I hope she makes the right choice. hope you enjoyed the episode a lot of people have been coming up to aaron and i at parties sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out a great way to stay connected is to visit the website sevenminutestoriespod.com you can also subscribe on apple podcasts and while you're there let more people know what you think about aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review lastly the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.